Welcome to the Wellcast. The world has a lot to say. We're bringing a biblical perspective to those conversations. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Wellcast. It's Melissa Denisi, co-host. Uh, Jordan Hogue, our co-host, is still out on sabbatical. Keep praying for him. Trying to uh, doing well. Yeah, I know. Um, so I've invited two friends here to be with me. Um, Mallory Mueller is here today. Say yeah. hi, Mal. Hi, thanks for having me today. And Dave Oswald here with us again. Back Excited. for more. Back know, for more. Right? So maybe let's just start off, guys. Will you just kind of introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do, your daily life. Let's hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, uh, gosh, I've been working at the well for 10 years on staff here. And I know, crazy. It's awesome. Uh, I'm a connections coordinator, so just helping people take next steps into getting, for, well, further connected into the well. So mm-hmm. I've been married for nine years to my husband, Jeff, who's a physical therapist, and that's come in handy more than <laughs> once, which <Right. laughs> is really nice. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, we just bought a house, so that's taken up a lot of our time of just making that into a home and, um, settling in there. And, um, yeah, one thing that I love to do that, um, has kind of been on the back burner, but is I love word woodworking. Mm. So You are so cool. Yeah. What's the latest <laughs> project? I haven't done it in a while. Um, so haven't really completed anything. The last thing I was learning was how to make spoons. Oh, so like wooden spoons. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. yeah. You could sell those in so, anthropology or right? something. No, <laughs> really. Yeah. And you fun. also do stuff with the high school group, right? A little bit. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I um, serve in student ministry in high school and um, I help them with their student region over there. So Very I fun. know one more fun thing that you do. Oh, what? Tell me. You know what it is. It's coming Can't up. Oh, Give me a shameless yeah. plug for this great thing that we started <laughs> yes, a long time ago. A long time ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, uh, Lydia and Pearl Market Woo-hoo. is something that we started as a way to uh, really just help promote women in the community, mm-hmm. um, selling goods for good is our tagline. Yep. And uh, this year we're partnering with Safe Families. So everything that we raise from this market um, will go to them. So we're excited for yeah. that. So, okay, I'm pleading yeah. ignorance. Where does that name come from, Lydia and Pearl? What is that? Oh, um, well, Mallory and I made it up, but it's based She's off Lydia. Of, yeah, and I'm Pearl. It's <laughs> I, I'm not a part of it Big anymore, names. but it was our little dream to just um, people who were creative and makers. We wanted to give them a place to use their gifts in the church, and mm-hmm. and cool. and then it spiraled into this amazing, beautiful yeah. thing. Um, but so Lydia in Acts 16 was a wealthy businesswoman, mm. used her gifts to basically bankroll the Philippian yeah. church. And then Pearl being um, the kingdom of heaven is mm-hmm. like the pearl of great value. So yeah. Lydia and Pearl. That means so much more to me now. That's oh, does awesome. it? I, yeah, like it, yeah. I, didn't, I was so, like, that's a weird name. Like, yeah. It's cool. There it is. Yeah. There it is. I don't know if we ever, we do explain that somewhere or we have yeah. before, mm-hmm. but now we just know it as Lydia and Pearl yeah. Market. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I always get asked if I'm Lydia or Pearl. Yeah, they so. they email you saying yeah. Pearl is... Which is fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> How about you, Dave? Yeah, thanks for having me back on. Yeah. Kind of get, get to do a little co-host thing yep. in Jordan's yep. place. But um, yeah, so Dave Albaugh, been on staff for 15 years. Uh, I get to live in the community life world. Mm-hmm. Done a number of different things, but most recently oversee our regeneration uh, ministry here, which is, you know, slowing down the gospel through pain, sin, suffering, mm-hmm. and, and doing, you know, any help I can do in other, in other places around the well. But 
favorite occupation right now is under 10 or under, I'm sorry, under 13 Mm -hmm. girls soccer coach. And so that's my favorite current role. Not going to lie, but, uh, yeah, I got five kids an amazing wife and, um, yeah, just thankful, thankful to be a part of these things. I'm excited about our conversation today. Uh, this is passion point. So, uh, Mm -hmm. it'd be fun to dive in. Yep. Yep. So um, no greater person I know than to talk about. So today we're going to talk about the foundational practice of experiencing ongoing freedom. So Dave, will you tell us what this practice is? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a massive aspect of the gospel is Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, we think about when Jesus came on the scene early on in the gospels in Luke four, he kind of gives this mission statement of why he's here. And he says, you know, I've come that to open prison doors, to set captives free, the ones who've been oppressed to, to bring them out, to draw them out, to give them a, a you know, this, this crown instead of a, a, a headdress of mourning, but this, you know, to, to set people free. And so massive aspect of the gospel is this freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. But it assumes that there is bondage. It assumes that there's hard things that we're experiencing right. post-fall, uh, every single person. And so this is only a practice um, for our church and for a human because every human experiences pain, sin, and suffering after Genesis 3. And so uh, the idea of experiencing that freedom in an ongoing way means mm-hmm. it's not a one-time experience. Uh, we've been freed from the mastery of sin, if we've placed our faith in what Jesus has done for us on the cross right. and paying for the penalty of that sin, um, taking that upon himself, the shame and the guilt and all mm. those things and dying for us. And yet we still have the influence of sin in this mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. We still have people sinning against us in this world. We still have things that happen and suffering that we walk through in this world. And so it is a done thing. Mm -hmm. And it is a thing that God is continuous to invite us into ongoing freedom in. Um, And so it's only there because we experience a lot of bad news Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in this world. So the good news pervades everything. And so the good news with this practice is Jesus really does provide freedom and victory in areas that seem so hard in our lives. And so, yeah, it's a beautiful practice and a messy practice in an ongoing way. Yes, because you would hope, okay, so I'm saved and now everything in my life, all the hard stuff, all the yucky stuff is gone. Totally. I wish. I wish. I know. Amen. No podcast needed. We're done here. But I think that this is important. Why this practice is important for us as believers, because we still do sin and we still do struggle Mm -hmm. and we still do suffer and we still have um, false belief about God or all of that stuff. So um, Mallory, I know that you're here. Um, thank you for being brave, yeah. but I want to ask you to share your story around this practice. So how have you mm-hmm. experienced ongoing freedom? Yeah. Um, so I trusted Christ in elementary school. Um, it was very apparent to me that, um, you know, that was a decision I wanted to make. I was trusting God, uh, with eternity and, um, but somewhere along the way, um, the whole not understanding, trusting him with the day to day kind of just mm-hmm. fell off. And so that led to a double life of um, just choosing what I wanted to do um, while also like the struggle of like, I know what I should like, I know what I need to do mm-hmm. or what's mm-hmm. honoring to the Lord, but just that not being ultimate in my life. And so um, around college time, um, I was in college and I started to. I just get really unsatisfied with all of those things that I was choosing. Um, I was tired of 
um, lying to people who loved Mm me, right? I was just exhausted with the double life. And a friend invited me to this church called The Well that I'd never heard of before and thought, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what's going to make me feel better. And uh, went with her. And it was in those, uh, the sermon series that they were, um, part that they were doing was Song of Solomon. Mm. And the looking back, (laughs) it was like, that was the Lord leading me to that moment, Mm -hmm. right? Seeing the Lord pursue me time over time when I didn't, when I was not choosing him. Um, and yeah, he just really spoke to me in that. And that was where, uh, the, just the, the sense of complete and total surrender to the Lord Mm -hmm. and finally experiencing that freedom that I'd been longing for. You know, I, I got into community. I was going to the well for a while, um, before I really dove in, but I just saw people who I'm like, I want what you have. Mm -hmm. Like that looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I can see what my own life is and I don't want this anymore. And so that was, uh, a time where I totally surrendered to the Lord and everything was perfect. After right. <laughs> Riding off into the sunset. Yes, everything was no great. No more ongoing no, freedom. No, we were done. Uh, I mean, but that, and all honestly though, that was my mindset totally. of it, is that now because I am following the Lord, my life is going to look a whole lot easier mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm going to be blessed. Put right? good things like, in, get I'm good things out. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Very like, I'm going to do the right things and then therefore God will bless me. Oh, and yeah. so... Um, dove into community, godly community, met an amazing godly guy and got married. And those were all amazing things. Working for a church, right? Like mm-hmm. never in my mm-hmm. wildest dreams that I think that that was going to happen. Um, and so all of these high points in my life kind of all happening around the same time and just seeing like, yeah, it's because of what I've done. Um, this is why, this is why my life looks like this. Um, but not within the first year of marriage did I really start to kind of have that whole bubble get popped mm. and just things come crashing down. So um, in my first year of marriage, my husband con- uh, confessed his pornography um, addiction to me, and that really, uh, really shattered my world mm-hmm. um, of just what it meant to, what it looked like, what I thought it looked like to follow the Lord, right? And again, um, thinking like, this isn't going to happen to me. Um, and marriage was just hard in general to our first year. It was awful. Oh, so wow. awful already. And then this, um, but that led us to region. So we went through region, walked through that. I learned, uh, Can I pause you before you get to that. Yeah. In that first year mm-hmm. when all that stuff, you know, this thing came out, which was not your journey. You were into, you know, mm-hmm. you were like, well, how are we here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Explain some of those emotions that you were feeling during that first year of marriage. Oh gosh, Just yeah. put words to it because there's going to be people listening yeah. that are going, wow, I experienced another person's sin in my life. Mm-hmm. And maybe no one's ever named some of those things mm-hmm. for them. That's right. Yeah. What were some of the things you were even feeling, even in a marriage that was harder than you thought it was going to be, right? Yeah. I thought I made a mistake mm. first. So I thought um, I totally made a mistake that I was married to somebody who... Um, just wasn't honest, right? So I felt very blindsided. Mm-hmm. And um, I I mean, I was just hurt beyond words. Just the, um, a lot of it was feeling like I I thought I had done everything right. And then just the, the pain and the hurt that I felt that someone caused me, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I, I mean, 
I actually caused him a lot of pain too in the midst of it. I was very much like, you're going to fix this. You're going to confess to these guys. You know, I'm like, I I don't even know why I did that. I mean, I guess I could, but, um, I, you're going to pay. Yeah. I was like, everyone's going to know what you did to me Mm. and you're going to pay. Like vengeance is mine Mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. And I caused a lot of hurt and damage from that. Um, And part of it was good. Like we, I was like, you're going to get your butt to this regen program to like, (laughs) you know, work through this. Um, And, and God softened my heart in that time too. And really focused on like my own stuff. Um, But yeah, out of my hurt and my pain, I was very much like, I want you to feel the hurt that you've caused me, wow. yeah. you know? And I, I slow you down there to go, sin has a weight. Mm-hmm. Suffering mm-hmm. has a weight yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't acknowledge that, if we don't acknowledge that, we're not, it says in the scriptures, the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. Like it breeds death around yeah. us, right? We Death of dreams, death of how things should be. It's not right. how the garden, you know, the garden right. Uh, in, in right relationship with God, right relationship, it's not how mm-hmm. it was meant to be, mm-hmm. right? And we feel that in our souls on deep levels. Yes. And so thanks for putting yeah. words to yeah. it, right? Yeah. So we, we get you to the point yeah. now, you've, you've stepped into this mm-hmm. regen process, kind of being not really wanting to be there, but nope. hey, I'm here yeah. for you, yeah, my yeah, husband, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, so. I was like, I'm gonna learn how to fix you. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was on staff at the time, and um, my excuse for going too was uh, I was in a shepherding role at the time, and so I thought, oh, I'm gonna learn how to walk with people, you know, through this and stuff. And the Lord was like, yeah, but first <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> work on you and your pride, <laughs> and um, and even in Regen, just got to a point where the Lord showed me my own sin, right? Because I think leading before up to that time, it was your, my husband's sin, that was worse than my sin, mm. right? And so the Lord just showed me, no, sin is sin. There's no levels that I say, like, this one's acceptable and this one's not, right? So, you know, my um, need for approval from others and uh, people pleasing and, um not being real about who I was and just letting people kind of walk all over me or changing because I want people, you know, to like me and not finding that from the Lord. That's also sin. Like there's also things that I do that are just equally right. And the root of his sin can actually look a lot like the root of my mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. We just deal with it and this or just comes out in a different way. So I think that's so important yeah. to make, make the point of that, that that is just a result of mm-hmm. what was underneath yeah. in, in his own heart and mind yes. going on. Yeah. And what the church kind of can say is appropriate or acceptable right. versus what God says yeah. is, you know, yeah. that. Because mm-hmm. so. both of those things, we talk about the patterns of our sin, right? All those patterns keep us from full love of God and full love of mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And so anything like that, right? The patterns of our flesh, yeah. even the more acceptable ones, mm-hmm. right? Keep us from mm-hmm. being people of love, mm-hmm. being totally. people who live out the gospel around us. And yeah. so it's cool for you to name yeah, yeah, name those things in your life as well. Yeah. And so uh, commence from Regen and it was great. I learned a lot. The Lord humbled me a lot <laughs> through that process, uh, which I'm thankful for. And um, I just learned how to walk with first my husband of when he's confessing sin, right? How to kind of enter into that or just not even like I can be hurt by his sin, but his sin is he has sinned against the Lord first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And same with vice versa, same with me, right? 
Um, but for me, the way that I respond and uh, walk with him through that is different. Like I can still be hurt by his sin, um, but I can also show love and grace and then all the other things that I learned mm-hmm. through Regen. So one of the journeys you must have walked kind of through that process. And we talk about ongoing freedom, you know, there's aspects to it, right? Part of that is by walking honestly with one another. Part of that is the sense of, you know, repentance of turning from things and turning to God, living out confession with one another. But one of those big Mm -hmm. aspects that God gives us for walking in freedom also is forgiveness, Mm -hmm. right? Things happen to us. Things happened to you, Mm -hmm. right? That was a hard thing done to you. You didn't do, it was done to you. Mm -hmm. How was that walking through forgiveness? Um, Honestly, so um, forgiveness in that first part, I felt like, um, I don't want to say it was easier, but I think God just really softened my heart through that. I will say another part of my story where forgiveness was a lot harder was years later. Gosh, I don't know how many years it's been now in 2018. um, Jeff confessed to having an affair and that was a lot harder, right? The, um, the forgiveness process through that, um, I did not want to, do that Mm. you know I was very much like what I mean the worst thing that I've ever experienced Mm -hmm. um you know and and from that the the things that we the things that happened that led us up to being able to walk through reconciling our marriage was that Jeff was fully like fully confessed and was repentive first of all right and and wanting to work on things even though we both were like I don't know how Mm -hmm. This is going to like, it's literally a miracle, Lord, that you're going to have to do to reconcile this. Um, But yeah, I mean, for me, what I struggled with with forgiveness was um, I felt like I had an unbiblical view of forgiveness, even though I'd walked with it through Regen, I actually had to kind of go back and look through that because I realized I was thinking that um, I didn't want to forgive him because I told myself that it was excusing his behavior, right? So if mm-hmm. I forgive him and tell him that, like, or if I release mm-hmm. that to the Lord, then what I'm saying is that what he did was okay, which is not what forgiveness right. is. But something many of us, a lot think of us think that, been hurt. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, the other thing that I struggled with was that same kind of vengeance that I had felt like when Jeff put, like when he confessed about pornography is I was like, I want you to hurt Mm -hmm. as like, I want to be the one in control of, um, of judgment and of vengeance in this. And, um, you know, and so that was really hard to like, let that go as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, really what helped me through, um, like for forgiveness was one, just having, like I had a really, have a really good community, a godly community that's, um, speaking truth into my life. Right. And so, um, walked with us well. Um, but also just being reminded that, uh, forgiveness is not a feeling. Mm -hmm. So, and it, and it is for me to heal as well. Right. So like I, me giving that to the Lord is me saying, you know, um, Lord, I, I don't want to hurt anymore. Like I want to heal from this. Mm-hmm. And if I believe what you've done for me, 
then I've got to believe that for other people, right? No matter the hurt, even if it's um, not as deep as betrayal as an affair, but is, you know, maybe something someone lied to you or whatever it may be. But as a believer, scripture tells me that Christ died for me, right? Has forgiven me Mm -hmm. of all my sins Mm -hmm. that I did, am committing and will commit. And, um, and I'm so thankful that he's covered me, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't get the wrath of God, mm-hmm. right? Like Jesus paid for that. I, even on the worst thing, would I ever wish that someone is going to experience the wrath of God, right? right. And judgment day. And so realizing that for my husband, that's also true of him. Like Jesus also paid for all of his sins and that he's covered by that. And so, um, and I think that just helps me to remember that, like, that's not my call. Like, I don't get to make that, ju- like, I don't get to make the call of who is forgiven and who isn't mm-hmm. um, when I'm like, I want forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? right? So mm-hmm. why would I, I want that for other people too, even in the midst of the hurting, which yeah. is a weird mm-hmm. tension. It is. Like, yeah, right? really weird. Yeah. Well, and you probably had to wrestle with, it's, you know, forgiveness is different than the rest of the peacemaking process yes. with God, which is, you exactly. know, trust building mm-hmm. and reconciliation, which takes two to be mm-hmm. an agreement that all accounts are settled. And, you know, ultimately then, you know, making amends and making things as right as possible. But yeah. forgiveness is a road you get to walk with the Lord, mm-hmm. right? And and as he's given us that, that sense of forgiveness. What do you think would be different in your life if you had chosen not to forgive mm-hmm. and you'd been harboring I would that. be a cranky, bitter woman. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, like I would be so bitter, full of resentment. Mm-hmm. It, I would probably just ooze like toxicity. Right? Like no one would want right? No one would want to be around me. Mm-hmm. Like I would probably like, gosh, I even think about my job, like being at church. People would be like, ugh, she's not somebody. She needs that, Jesus. Yeah, that girl. <laughs> she's not somebody I want to be around. But it's real, right? Yeah. Like it has full-reaching implications, Mm -hmm. the freedom that Christ provides for us through the hardest of things, it oozes out either when we live in that gospel, the good news of that, or when we don't. Mm -hmm. It has ramifications for the long haul for us in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you walk with people differently now that you've walked through this part of your journey where God has kind of slowed down these aspects of walking and ongoing Mm -hmm. forgiveness and freedom? Um, yeah, it's been hard. I think, um, I think one, in some ways I've gotten some street cred, (laughs) like, uh, some people are like, oh, you have a perfect life. Like you work for the church, you know, Mm -hmm. you've experienced (laughs) nothing hard. Mm -hmm. What do you know? And so being able to say like, well, (laughs) I've experienced a lot of dark valleys, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it wasn't just that, like, in ev- like even right now struggling with infertility, right? It just feels like it's one thing after the other. And and so um, in my own journey of really s- processing, like, what does it look like to allow the Lord to be with me in those dark places? Um, and even just going through hard things myself, I think um, nothing scares me. So with my, and what I mean by that is with my students, they would uh, confess things to me and it's very scary, right? Very hard. And um, just being able to, because I know what it feels like to be forgiven and to have like the grace Mm -hmm. and just to walk through that process. um, 
being able just to even share with them, like that was really courageous of you to share that, mm-hmm. right? Like I know what that feels like to say those things that you never thought you'd tell somebody. Um, and so thank you for that, you know, and, and being able to speak truth over them too, right? There's a lot of lies that we believe that keep us from confessing sin and keeping that hidden. And so being able to speak truth um, to them over that. And I think realizing with the things that I've walked through, like what I've come to realize is it's messy and it's a long period. Like you're not just like, thank you so much. And then boom, Mm -hmm. you know, on to the next Mm -hmm. thing. It's a very much walking. What does it look like to walk out this ongoing freedom with people um, rather than just like a one and done, you know, type of thing. And so kind of having that in the mindset of, hey, just because you confess to me one time, it's not going to be the only time. Right. (laughs) Like there's going to be more, um, but I'm here. Like I'm in it with you. Yeah. Like I see you and I'm in it with you. And I think that, I mean, that is the heart that we have for our church is we could be a place that people can come Mm -hmm. out of hiding and confess Mm-hmm. So how do you guys create those spaces for people to experience ongoing freedom without mm-hmm. um, shutting down or fixing or what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, help help us walk, right. walk us through that process. Right. So somebody has the guts finally to say it. Yeah. yeah. And then how painful to have their hands slapped if they say it. Right. Mm-hmm. So what does that what does that look like for us? I've learned a lot from you guys on this. Honestly, I'd love to hear what you <laughs> Yeah. You guys have taught me a lot of Mm. listening and empathizing. Yeah. I think, I mean, our greatest fear as humans is to be seen and rejected, Mm -hmm. Mm. like truly known Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at like who we really are. Because I mean, I've heard it said that everyone has like three to four things that they feel like if you really knew about me, what happened to me, what I've done, what I've thought, you would fully reject me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we think that about God. If mm-hmm. God, I mean, mm-hmm. he knows everything, right? But we play this game like, oh, he doesn't really know those things. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he does, right? And we think if he really knew him, he would reject us, right? Yeah. And so in those moments where we um, really unmask before one another and we mm-hmm. leak out one mm-hmm. of those things, mm-hmm. that's really what it is, right? We kind of yeah. leak it, one yeah. of them out and we go, are you safe? Right. Yeah. Will you reject me? Mm-hmm. And when it's met with, Something like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that mm-hmm. happened to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow, thank you mm-hmm. for your bravery in mm-hmm. that. Can we pray with you? Mm-hmm. And we'll follow up with you. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh my, really? Like, and then, mm-hmm. you know, they're surrounded mm-hmm. with love versus pray it away or, you know, mm-hmm. let's try to fix this for you right now or mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. right? And we just enter in. Then there creates this space of like, oh, maybe I can share number two mm-hmm. and number three. Because if we sit in those secrets and in that shame, mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of this practice is that we walk in light with one another in true fellowship. Yeah. And then we let and we believe that the gospel is what the gospel is that heals mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. But when we keep it in secret, the enemy plays around with it. Mm-hmm. I've heard it said that our, our secrets go down to the basement of our souls and lift weights and then they come out sideways. Mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't yeah. that true? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Comes out in addictions, Ugh. comes out in like bitterness and yeah. resentments and, and it affects our lives. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. Lord's like, Oh, let me lance that boil and let that yeah. stuff out. Not so that everyone, people around me don't need to know everything. Mm-hmm. That's not for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for me. Right. Yeah. 
it's before the Lord and before another human being <clears throat> to be seen, known, loved. It's a yeah. gift, right? But yeah. but what we do in that moment, oh, it's tender. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, if anyone hearing this podcast, if someone confesses mm-hmm. sin to you, yeah. how you respond matters. Yes. It is a miracle. Yeah. That yeah. they've let the vault open. Yeah. To be seen and yeah. to be loved, it's and you have a sacred. yes, and you have an opportunity to reflect Christ mm-hmm. so beautifully in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've learned from you, trust can be built or broken in those precious moments. And it takes courage and it takes honesty. It takes a willingness to, I want to be, I want to be free from this. Mm -hmm. Are you a safe place that can allow me to say the thing? And even we were just reflecting on, I think it's James 5, that you pray, you confess in order to be prayed for, Mm -hmm. not to be fixed, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. to be given three steps on why, not to be met with, Oh well, when I was doing no. that, blah 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 yeah. blah blah. It's right? not it's, that bad. It's to be, yeah. Or well, <laughs> at, it, yeah. at least you blank, right? Yeah. It's to be prayed right. for. So, I, I mean, that is the hope in this. The way we can experience freedom is on the level of hospitality of those of yeah. us around our people. To go, oh, you're safe here with oh, me. Totally. You, you're invited to share that. Yeah, and that passage in James is an interesting way it's worded. We confess our sin one to another, mm-hmm. and we pray for one another. Yeah. Right. And so if someone confesses sin to you, pray for him, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then confess sin back, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. the the misnomer in the Christian life is that it's that I, I confessed some sin and then I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this week, you know, I, I walk closely with a guy, we kind of do a daily check-in thing, you know, and I'm confessing judgment towards other people and this anxiety and fear that I'm wrestling with. And now I'm thankful it's not the things I was confessing three or four years ago. Yeah. But there's daily relapse in my life right. mm-hmm. that I need the gospel to create freedom in. And so confess in one to another and let's mm-hmm. pray for one. What if our community, Yeah. what if that was the state of our community where yeah. we lived in that way? Because I think another thing that's huge in the church, and I'm going to actually ask you, Mallory, mm-hmm. why do you think people are prone to hide what's really going on? Mm. I mean... That's how we've always operated, mm-hmm. right? Even in the garden, we were hiding. Um, but there's a sense of um, just shame, right? Yes. Of rejection, all these fears and motives for that, right? Of um, also just our flesh, our sin in general, just doesn't want to come out of hiding, right? It want it grows in the dark, mm-hmm. and it wants to stay there. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean at least. From what I've seen, just the fear of, like you said, if you really knew me, are you going to reject me? Yeah. You know? And I think for for me, staying in hiding is the pride of, I don't want anyone to know I'm weak yeah. or I struggle mm-hmm. right. or I wrestle. So yeah. let me just, if I keep it hidden, I can figure it out. Totally. I can yeah. I can arm wrestle this thing to the ground and win. And then nobody, I don't need to rely on anyone or yeah. So it's mm-hmm. that pride. I know that's a Christian word, pride, but no. it's, it's a no. big thing of like, well, I don't need you to know this about me because I'm going to take care of it myself. Yeah. You and know? it's worse almost for a church worker, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You can't really know the things about no, me. No, <laughs> you shouldn't struggle anymore mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, yeah. know, you work at a church. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then the danger is, well, then who do I tell? Mm-hmm. Should I walk in light? And mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh, we're going to break that down. We're going to yeah. kill yeah. that. Okay. So on that note, maybe in our last minutes though i think we could stay here for three hours we could yeah just scratch the practice but i you mentioned going to region Mm -hmm. um and i know you'll you'll feel the 
the tension, I think, in what I'm about to ask, because I want you to be able to explain the region process, but this doesn't only just happen in region, right? Mm-hmm. If uh, you, do you know what I'm oh asking no. you, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what what is region, for those who maybe do not know, mm-hmm. um, what is that process, but what does this look like in, for real in our daily life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, region is a... Um, it is a Monday night at, here at the well. It happens at some other churches in our city as well. And, and but it's a it's a slow down the gospel through pain, sin, and suffering in community. Anybody can start anytime. That's really the best way I would describe it. And you're gonna get to really lean into and slow down these things of walking in light mm-hmm. and you know confession and repentance and and really what are these patterns of my soul that I'm not even sure why I do what I do, but I'm just responding in, in fear and resentment and this addiction, I don't even know why, right? Mm-hmm. It's a chance to like dive into that. And it's not just about stopping those things. It's about like God has so much more for us, right? It's mm-hmm. not just about mm-hmm. freedom from stuff. That holds us back from living in community, mm-hmm. in love, with our gifts, yeah. in the kingdom. That's the point. And so it's really walking through all those things. Now, here's what I would say with that, though. When we started Regen here at this church 10 years ago, the goal was that we would ne- that at some point, we wouldn't need a program because this is just how we all yes. would walk as mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And so every life group, every student ministries life group, mm-hmm. every um, women's Bible study group, the hope is all of us yeah. are walking through these practices. And yeah, in different seasons, there's, you know, hey, I want to slow that thing down. But everything should feel familiar because it's all discipleship to Jesus. And this is one of the things Jesus has us walking in for full freedom with him. Mm -hmm. You know, the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life Mm -hmm. to the full. Mm -hmm. And so I think that some small next steps for a person listening, if they're like, man, I'm feeling this tug of like, oh, I don't know if I'm experiencing that. Or at least Mm -hmm. in this area of my life, I'm not experiencing it. I would just encourage that person, uh, take a small risk, mm-hmm. 10% risk. Mm-hmm. You know, that 10% may risk may be grab a friend and go to coffee and go, hey, I think the Lord has more freedom for me in this specific area. Can I can I share with you? Can I step one and admit yeah. that yeah. L- the life's not perfect mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm creating deep resentments towards one of my kids right now mm-hmm. and it's eating away at my soul mm-hmm. or whatever the thing may be. And then... As you walk that out, right, the Lord's going to take you on a path of bringing it to light, mm-hmm. confession to him and another, of like looking at the patterns of our soul, of walking through his forgiveness for mm-hmm. us, his deep love of us in the middle of it. I mean, that, that's life changing. Mm-hmm. Most people think when they're suffering and they're going through sin and pain, we feel isolated from God and we feel isolated from one another. Mm-hmm. And we feel like God must be at least somewhat mildly mad at me mm-hmm. or disapproval yep. disapproving of me mm-hmm. and so the gift of pain the gift of struggle is that we get to see a god who sits with us mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. and whose love is most manifest often mm-hmm. in our darkest of places mm-hmm. and moments and so you're going to relearn the gospel mm-hmm. not you didn't know it before but in a more profound way right. as you walk through whatever you're walking through in this this, this journey of freedom in christ and so, yeah, just a few small things and to take a risk in the group you're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because as a person in a group takes a risk, what happens to the rest of the group? Mm-hmm. Follow. Yeah. Right, one person. I feel it. safe to now say my thing. Yeah. yeah. But somebody has to go first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why not you? Yeah. Why not us? Yeah. Right. 
we create permission for others as we mm-hmm. walk in this way. And that's the kingdom. Yeah. Anytime a person in the kingdom takes a step in the kingdom, it provides a gift for everybody else. Yeah. Because the kingdom is like a mustard seed mm-hmm. that's planted and grows and becomes a tree that other people then get shaded by yeah. and get to like set up nests in. And if you mm-hmm. know your group is going to receive that, love you, pray for you, Ooh. you're much more willing yeah. to step out and do that. And then so. you became this, you become, your group becomes this hub and that will spill out to families, yeah. that mm-hmm. will spill out to communities mm-hmm. that will spill out around us um, as we walk in that way. You, you become a safe person yeah. for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then you tell your story and yeah. your story becomes, I'm sure Mallory, you share your story differently now mm-hmm. than you did 10 years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I'm sure that you have tons of people who've come to you mm-hmm. and who've said, hey, can I, can I tell you what's going on? Mm-hmm. And that as you share your story, they get to hear the gospel. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us, with many of us today. Um, Any, any final words you guys want to share before we wrap up here uh, on, on freedom, a verse that maybe has been meaningful to you as you think about this practice? Um, I think for me, uh, there's a few verses that I feel like have kind of gotten me through these times of um, when it's been hard to kind of share or, um, you know, when it's, when it's been hard to feel like I have totally experienced where I just feel like God's punishing me, right? Or something, he doesn't love me as much because why would he allow someone to go through, you know, Mm. pain and suffering Mm -hmm. and, and stuff. And so um, a verse that I share very often with people just in terms of um, just that idea of not knowing God's character is um, Psalm 5-4, for you are not a God who delights in wickedness, evil may not dwell with you. And so because I know that God is good, um, what he's asking me to do means that it's good, mm-hmm. right? So sharing something really hard can feel, when it's uncomfortable to us, we can feel like this is not a good thing because it's hard. Right. And so, um, being able to understand God's character and, and knowing that he's good and loving and he's faithful, uh, allows me to remember that like, I can, I can believe what he says in scripture of what it looks like to be obedient to the Lord Mm -hmm. and confessing and all those sort of things because he's good Mm -hmm. in nature. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's so good. I think if, if there was one verse that, you know, I was thinking about today, um, one of the biggest journeys for me in ongoing freedom was really a journey in my mind, like the things that I dwelled on, the things I thought about. And so when I think of, you know, Romans 12 verses one and two, you know, is Paul urging these people who have become brothers and sisters in Christ in view of God's mercy to offer our bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God that this is our true and proper worship. And it says this, is this, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And then you'll be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. There's so much of my journey that I had patterns of thought, patterns of how I saw myself, patterns mm-hmm. of how I saw other people mm-hmm. that went so unaddressed for years because mm-hmm. they weren't like external behaviors, but they were these patterns of my mind. And I would just say um, to, to, to repent of those things, to acknowledge them, to go, oh God, this isn't actually healthy the way I think of myself. This mm-hmm. is actually healthy the way I view these people. 
God, would you meet me in those places? Would you re- renew my mind? Um, and it starts to change. Well, for me, mm-hmm. it started to change everything. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but I think it's one of the things that often I've, I've found with people that are not often thinking about everything that goes through my mind isn't necessarily true mm-hmm. about God mm-hmm. or true about mm-hmm. me or true about whoever around me. Yeah. And so I would say, don't just think about the things that are external that you're mm-hmm. doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. The patterns of our mind are massive. That's good. And That's there's good. science now to back that up that it's real we, deal. we sure talk to ourselves a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, another Romans passage, but therefore there is now no condemnation mm-hmm. for those in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Romans 8, one, that may have been the first verse I ever memorized but even now thinking of it coming after romans 5 6 and 7 and so much talk about sin and death and why do i do what i don't want to do and i don't do what i should do mm-hmm. therefore yeah there is now no condemnation mm-hmm. for those in christ jesus you're gonna do it mm-hmm. you're gonna mess yeah. up you're gonna sin bring it to the light amen let people pray for you amen so, so good yep well thanks you guys thanks for being with us yes. what a gift yeah, yeah. yep it's been fun Thank you for listening to this episode of The Wellcast. As always, don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends about us. For more information about The Well Community Church, visit thewellcommunity.org.